Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hi, it's the Reading Bug again. I'm so, so excited to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Scholastic and the Ichabog by the author of the Harry Potter series. Please support our sponsor by purchasing the Ichabog and other Scholastic books. Hello, reader. It's time for another episode of Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent bookstore in California. Are you as excited as I am for another adventure together? Great. Thank you so much for your continued support. Amazingly, the holiday season is here already. Please consider supporting our family-owned small business this year by shopping with us at thereadingbug.com, where you can choose from millions of books and gifts, board games, recommendations from our staff, or even select a custom care package, handpicked with love by me and the rest of our bookstore staff. Or sign every young reader on your shopping list up for a perfectly personalized book subscription at readingbugbox.com. Books are selected and delivered each month to match the unique interest and reading level of every subscriber. Like only an independent bookstore like ours can do. Subscribe today to make sure your first box arrives on time. A big thank you to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every episode of Reading Bug Adventures, and to Zencaster, which we use for remote recording during these challenging times. And of course, a great big thanks to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us to continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big thank you and hello to our newest patrons, Allison and Lauren from Virginia, Grant in Atlanta, Georgia, Liam and Leela, Aster from Fort Walton Beach, and Emma from Portland. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader. Are you ready for another adventure with me and the reading bug? Great! And let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag There's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper And your imaginations too The reading bug and I can't wait To share our trip with you You made it, and just in time, too. The Reading Bug and I were just about to discuss today's adventure. Hi, Reader. I'm so glad to see you, and so glad you're here to adventure with us. But where will we be adventuring to? Do you know what kind of adventure the Reading Bug has planned? Me neither. I guess we'd better ask then, hadn't we? Reading Bug, it's time for the big reveal. Where are we headed on our adventure today? I'm not going to tell you just yet. What's the fun in that? But I will tell you this much. When today's adventure is done, I'm sure we'll be saying Veni Vidi Adventi. Veni Vidi Adventi? What is that, Reading Bug? A magic spell? We're not going on another magic adventure today, are we? That's a really good guess, Lauren. But it's not another magic adventure. Although, 
I'm sure it'll be magical. All our adventures are. Reader, do you have a guess? Hurry, we've got to Carpe Diem and get on our way. Carpe Diem? Whatever does that mean? <laughs> How about I give you a few more hints? I'll tell you the titles of the books I brought with me in my book bag, and you can guess where we'll be going. Okay, Reading Bug, that would be great. You mean it would be Magnus. <laughs> Here. Today I brought Roman Myths by Fiona MacDonald, The Thrifty Guide to Ancient Rome by Jonathan W. Stokes, and Ranger in Time, Danger in Ancient Rome by Kate Messner. Those books all have something in common, don't they, reader? I also brought Time Warp Trio Number 9, See You Later, Gladiator, by John Szeska, Magic Treehouse Fact Tracker, Ancient Rome and Pompeii, by Mary Pope Osborne and Natalie Pope Boyce, and 50 Things You Didn't Know About Ancient Rome, by Sean O'Neill. Ancient Rome? <gasps> Is that where we're going today, Reading Bug? Yes, yes, yes! Lauren, that's it! We're taking an awesome adventure to ancient Rome today. That's incredible, Reading Bug. What an exciting and interesting adventure. But what about all those funny words you were saying? Carpe diem? Seize the day. And veni, vidi, adventi? I came, I saw, I adventured. Oh, you mean like veni, vidi, vici, which means I came, I saw, I conquered, right? Yes, that's a famous phrase in Latin, a classic language that was spoken by ancient Romans. That particular phrase, veni vidi vici, was first said by one of the most notorious military leaders of all time, Julius Caesar, an ancient Roman general, after he won a famous battle. But you said Latin is a classic language. Does that mean no one speaks it anymore? Well, people study it, and English, French, Spanish, and Italian are all based on the Latin language used by Romans. But no one really speaks it anymore. And although we speak English, there are lots of Latin words and phrases that we use all the time. Do any of these sound familiar? De facto, bona fide, impromptu, ad hoc, etc.? Sure. I recognize some of those. They're all Latin words? Yep. There's even Latin on the money we use in the United States. Take a look. See, it says e pluribus unum, which means out of many, one. You're right. There it is. Latin. Look, reader. Incredible. Ancient Rome was, well, ancient, but we're still using parts of their language. It definitely was ancient, Lauren. The books I've been reading say that the city of Rome was founded in 753 BC and that the Roman Empire didn't end until 476 AD. Do you remember what BC and AD mean, Lauren? I think so. Do you, reader? BC means before Christ? That's all the years before Jesus was born. It's also sometimes called BCE, or Before Common Era. And AD means Anno Domini. Which is Latin for, in the year of our Lord. In other words, AD means the year that followed after the birth of Jesus. This year, the year 2020, is 2020 years after the birth of Jesus. Right. So, 476 AD when the Roman Empire ended, is more than 1,500 years ago. That really is ancient. Yes. And the Roman Empire was big, too. Ancient Rome covered a huge part of the world. I read that, in less than 300 years, that armies of Rome conquered most of Western Europe, Britain, and much of North Africa and the Middle East. So there's a whole lot we can see and do on this adventure, which is why I thought it made such a great choice. Exciting. 
So, what part of ancient Rome are we visiting then, Reading Bug? Well, I thought about going to see the gladiators fight in the Colosseum in Rome, which opened in 80 AD. But that could be really, really dangerous. Gladiators were fearsome fighters. I also thought we might visit the Pantheon, a Roman temple that was completed almost 2,000 years ago and was dedicated to all the gods of Rome. The Pantheon had the largest dome ceiling of its kind at the time it was built, and it still is used today as a Catholic church. Did you say the Pantheon was dedicated to all the gods of Rome? Oh, yes. The ancient Romans worshipped many, many gods and goddesses that have now become a part of Roman mythology. Have you heard of Jupiter or Venus or Apollo or Neptune? They are all ancient Roman gods, and the Romans believed that if they maintained a good relationship with the gods and goddesses, the gods would be kind to them and protect them. You know, one of their gods, Mercury, protected travelers. Maybe he can protect us today. And what about Julius Caesar? Was he a god too? No, Julius Caesar was just a mortal, but a very famous one, known throughout all of ancient Rome. Did you know that in 48 AD, he fell in love with Cleopatra, the queen of Egypt? You know, we could also visit Rome after Caesar wins wars all over the world. I heard that when he returned from wars, his parade included a giraffe and 40 elephants carrying torches in their trunks, and that Caesar rode in a four-horse chariot with his face painted red like the Roman god Jupiter. Wouldn't that be a sight to see? It sure would. So, what did you decide? Where are we adventuring? Today, we're headed for the city of Pompeii, a thriving city located about 150 miles from the heart of ancient Rome's biggest city, Rome. We should be able to see many incredible Roman innovations there. Like what, Reading Bug? The ancient Romans contributed an astonishing amount to human civilization. In addition to their language, Romans had the most advanced medicine in the ancient world. And our modern government, literature, law, architecture, sports, military structure, holidays, Art and poetry also owe a lot to the Roman culture. Sounds great. I can't wait to visit. Not so fast, Lauren. There were some really bad things that happened in ancient Rome, too. Romans kept slaves. Roman gladiators fought each other for sport. Crime and disease were rampant everywhere. And fires were an everyday occurrence. Visiting ancient Rome could be very, very dangerous. We'll need to be prepared for anything. You're right, Bug. Well, it sounds like our trip may be mostly sightseeing. We should all stretch out to make sure our bodies are limber and ready for any dangers we may encounter. Let's all stretch together, reader. That's it. Go ahead and stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat or tucked into your bed, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great. Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Ooh, much better. Thanks for those stretches. They really helped, didn't they, reader? You know, it's always a good idea to stretch before going on a long trip. Now, before we head off on our Roman adventure, I hope you remembered to bring some paper and crayons with you, reader. I don't think we'll be able to find any paper or crayons in ancient Rome. Don't be so sure. An ancient Roman scholar wrote one of the first accounts of drawing with wax crayons. Wow, crayons? Ancient Romans really did contribute a lot to civilization, reading bug. But still... 
better to bring crayons with you than have to find them once we're there. Right, reader? With your crayons and paper, you can draw pictures of all the things we see and do on our adventure today. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventures once we've returned, just like the illustrators of our favorite books. And I'm sure that today's story is going to be colossal. As we travel through ancient Rome, think about what you want to draw, capturing the most important parts of our adventure for your friends and family to see when we're all done. You can draw anything you want and create a story that's all your own. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. But, of course, you can color anytime you want by pausing our podcast. Okay. Now, if everyone is ready, to Jupiter, the great Roman god of the sky, on your wisdom today we will definitely rely. To Jupiter's wife, protector of women, Juno, wherever you take us today, we will gladly follow. To Mercury, who cares for those who travel far from home, please watch and protect us on our trip to ancient Rome. And now, Magic Book Bag, take us away. Way back in time to ancient Rome today. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Inside, all kinds of pictures and words are swirling around. A magic mix of all the books about ancient Rome that the reading bug has brought with her. Over there, I see a large, round, open theater that looks kind of like a big football stadium. It's filled with cheering people. And in the middle, there are big, muscular men with armor and swords and shields. I see soldiers mounted on giant elephants parading through the city streets and men and women relaxing in large pools of water. There are lots of new words out there for us to learn, too. Words like amphitheater, atrium, thermopolium, chariot, gladiator, ludi, retarius, secutor, and patrician. And, oh no, look, I see a volcano with smoke and fire spewing angrily from the top. Were there volcanoes in ancient Rome, reading bug? I can't wait for this adventure any longer. Let's flap our bug wings together and fly. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go! The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us as the book bag carries us away to ancient Rome. Look, reader. My watch is moving backwards as we lift off from the ground and fly backwards in time. Everything below us is quickly fading away. Cars, planes, buildings, streets, they're all gone. And they're being replaced with forests, rivers, meadows, hills, and oceans as we travel further and further back in time. With no electric lights or cell phones or traffic, it's very peaceful, isn't it, reader? It looks like it may be early morning because the sun is just rising in the eastern part of the sky. And there, down below us, I see a town located close to the slopes of a large mountain and overlooking a body of water. It must be Pompeii. I can see streets, but no cars, just people walking and a few horses and camels and look, an elephant right in the middle of the road. There are also carts or chariots pulled by horses. Now look, as we get closer, I can see more details. 
Can you read her? The buildings here are mostly white, and they're not tall like buildings we see in cities in modern day. Only one or two stories tall. Except for that building. Look! It's a huge, oval-shaped structure with no roof. It looks like it could be a football stadium, but it's into the ground, and the seats are all made of stone. The seats are filled with people. Oh, and listen! They're all cheering. I wonder what they're cheering for. Whatever it is, we're about to find out. The book bag is headed right for it. It sure is. Hold on tight, Reader. We're coming in for a landing. <sighs> reader, reading bug, we're here. And listen, the crowd is still cheering. Maybe it's a football or a baseball game or a show. <gasps> I love shows. Let's hop out and see what everyone is so excited about. I'm right behind you, and I'm so, so excited to see all the sights I've been reading about. Follow me. Lauren, Reader, watch out! Reading Bug, what is it? What's the ma- Oh. Huh! Wait, uh, wait a second. Whoa, Uh, watch out! Reading Bug, Reader, what was that? It was a man. At least, I think it was a man. A really, really big man, carrying a shiny trident. Wow, I thought he was swinging his trident at you, but he ran right past us. And a good thing, too, because his trident has three very pointy tips at the top. He sure was in a hurry. I wonder where he was running to. Uh, Lauren, I don't think he was running to anything. He was running from that. That? What do you mean, Reading Bug? (gasps) Oh, that is, is that a bear? Yes, and it's enormous, and it's wearing armor around its huge muscular body. Reading Pug, where are we? On one side of us is a massive warrior with a sharpened trident, and on the other is a very angry bear. This isn't what I expected Pompeii to be like. And look, the enormous cheering crowd is all around. There must be thousands of people here, seated in stands, stretching way up into the sky, and all looking down at us. It's like a giant stone football stadium, and we're on the field with all the people watching from the stands. Gladiator! What? Gladiator, right behind you! Watch out! Gladiator? What's up? Whoa! Easy, big guy! We're not any danger to you! Reader, reading bug... Just look how enormous he is. He's easily two feet taller than me and bulging with muscles everywhere. He has scars right across his arms and face. And I think he's missing part of his right ear and several teeth, too. And he looks really, really angry. Lauren, I think I've figured out where we are. Really, Bug? Where? We're in ancient Rome, all right. But the book bag has landed in a very, very dangerous spot. We're in some sort of sports stadium and right in the middle of a gladiator battle. A gladiator battle? That doesn't sound good. But what's the bear doing in here? There are many different kinds of gladiators in ancient Rome. And this guy is a retarius, or net fighter. He only wears loincloth and an arm guard that extends to his shoulder and covers the left side of his chest. He doesn't have a helmet, only a three-pointed staff and a net. Only the biggest and bravest gladiators could become a retarius. This is all you have for me? 
two puny sorcerers and a rabid bear? Is there no greater challenge for calculus? The greatest living gladiator! I'll take care of you first. Uh, then the bear. Take care of us? I'm guessing you don't mean that in a nice way, do you? I mean take care of you with the tip of my trident. That's what the crowd is here to see. No, please wait. Put down your trident. You're not here to fight. Can we please just talk about this? I don't think he's interested in talking, Lauren. I'd recommend running. Back into the book bag. Good idea, reading bug. We're in a lot of danger here. Reader, follow me. Back into the book bag. This ordinary little bag? Is this what you're looking for? <laughs> you should have brought something bigger and more powerful if you hope to defeat me, Calculus! Is this the source of your magic, wizards? Well, yes, sort of. I'll take it, then. Now... Prepare to meet your doom. No, not my book bag. We need that. Bear! Reader, reading bug, look out! Lauren, reader, run! The gladiator didn't see the bear until it was too late. The bear attacked him, but look, he's fighting back. It's only a matter of time before the gladiator or the bear, or both of them, come after us again. Keep running! But where are we running to? Look, we made it to the side of this arena, but all the gates are closed and locked. We're trapped. Keep trying. We have to get out of here. Over here. Quickly. Reader, rating bug, look. A small girl is calling to us from behind the gate up ahead. It's our only hope. Run for it. Whoever you are. My name is Barita. Quickly, this way. We must hide. They'll be looking for you. No one escapes the arena. You heard her, Reader. Keep running. Lead the way, Barita. Inside here. You'll be safe. Inside. Quickly, Reader. Now, help me close the door. Great work. Wow, that sure was close. Oh, Barita. How can we ever thank you enough? You saved us. Only temporarily, I'm afraid. We are all in terrible trouble. It was not you I was planning to save today. You see, I came to Pompeii Amphitheater today to try and save my brother Vindex from certain death. What do you mean? Save your brother from certain death? My brother Vindex is a gladiator, known as a secutor. He was to fight in his first battle today. Gladiator? Secutor? Amphitheater? I'm afraid you've lost me, Barita. Lauren, gladiators fought in large stadiums, or amphitheaters, as a form of entertainment in ancient Rome. An amphitheater is an open oval building with a central field that is surrounded by tiers of seats for spectators. Like you said, it's kind of like a football stadium. The guy who stole my book bag is a gladiator. Gladiators fight other gladiators, or sometimes wild animals like the bear we saw, to entertain the crowds. But why would anyone choose to fight a wild animal? Some gladiators fought for fame and money, but most didn't have a choice. They were slaves, people who were owned by other people, often because they were taken captive when their country was defeated by the Romans in battle. Those slaves fought to make their owners rich. 
Exactly. My brother Vindex and I once lived with our parents on a farm in a country nearby, but our father was killed in battle, run through with a sword while fighting the Romans, and our mother died of tuberculosis shortly afterwards. The Romans took both my brother and me as slaves. We were taken in chains to Rome, where they placed wooden signs with prices around our necks, and there I was purchased by Marcus Numistrius Fronto as a gift for his wife, my mistress, Eumachia. My brother is muscular from working my father's farm, was purchased and sent to train to become a gladiator. He has been training day and night, and today was to have been his first battle. But by the curse of Jupiter, he was to fight against the greatest gladiator of all time, Calculus. The gladiator with the trident? And the scars? And all those muscles? And the missing teeth? And the bad attitude? Yes, him. That's the mean, scary gladiator that tried to take care of us. That's right. He's the best in all of Rome. He has never lost a battle. Some say he is a demigod the son of one of the gods. Whoa! Uh, What's going on? The earth is shaking all around us. Reader, hold on to something. Uh, Barita, I think it's an earthquake. Yes, my mistress says that Vulcan is angry again. Vulcan? That's the ancient Roman god of fire and volcanoes, Lauren. Yes, he is the son of Jupiter, the king of the gods and Juno, Queen of the gods, he was born small, red, and angry, crying loudly and upsetting his mother. She was so upset that she threw him from the top of Mount Olympus. I read that. In both Roman and Greek mythology, Mount Olympus is the home of the gods. Yes. Vulcan fell from Olympus for an entire day and night, landing in the sea and breaking his leg. He has been furious with his parents ever since, and he often throws tantrums that make the earth tremble and fires erupt. People in Pompeii have begun to believe that Calculus may be the son of Vulcan. Calculus's skill and power and his anger are legendary. He is undefeated in the arena, victorious against criminals, other famous gladiators, and even wild animals. And as his legend grows, the earth has begun to tremble more frequently and more fiercely, almost as if Vulcan is celebrating Calculus's victories. If Calculus really is a demigod, then no wonder he is undefeated as a gladiator. Exactly. I became so concerned that my brother would not win his fight against Calculus that this morning, when my mistress sent me on an errand, I escaped and ran to Pompeii Amphitheater to try to rescue my brother. I had hoped to rescue him so that we could run away from our slave owners together. But when I saw you in peril in the arena, I chose to rescue you instead. Except now, I fear my brother may be doomed. Oh, Oh, Barita, please don't cry. My name is Lauren, and this is the Reading Bug and our reader friend. If your brother is still alive, we will help you find him. It's the least we can do after you bravely saved us. And we'll need to get my book bag back from that enormous brute calculus, too. Thank you. With any luck, the gods will keep Vindic safe. But if we are to rescue him, we must change our appearance. Quickly. After your escape, everyone will be looking for you. And you're wearing... Whatever it is that you're wearing. Those strange clothes will stand out anywhere. Okay, but where are we to find different clothing? I know just the place. 
I'm sure we can find clothing for you there. But we will need to leave the amphitheater, which could be very risky. Everyone must be looking for us now, even as we speak. You will need to follow me, carefully and cautiously. Help me open this door. Okay, Barita. Reader, let's open the door. But we can't make a sound. Ready? Great! Yes! There is the exit! Just 20 feet down the hallway and through the arch on the left. Do you see it? Yes, I see it! This way! Follow me! Oh no! Shh! I think someone's coming! It sounds like calculus! Reader! Reading bug! Be very quiet! Come out, come out, wherever you are! By Vulcan, I'll get my revenge for having been made a fool of by these scrawny pests. When I find you, you'll be back in the arena with me. And this time, there will be no escape. Now, where could they be hiding? Oh no, did you hear? It's just as I feared. We shall all have to fight calculus if we're caught. We'll perish for sure. Yes, I heard, but the good news is that if Calculus is busy looking for us, then he won't be fighting anyone else today, which means that there's still some time to save your brother, Barita. By Jupiter. You're right, Bug. Vindix is spared. For now, anyway. If we are to save Vindix, we must escape the amphitheater and change our clothing. We must hurry and get out of here. While Calculus searches in the opposite direction, follow me quickly down the hall and through the arch. Are you ready? As ready as we'll ever be. Right, reader? Let's race out of here with Barita and hope we can avoid being seen by Calculus. I think we can make it if we run very quickly. Follow me. Reader, reading bug, let's go. We made it. We're out of the amphitheater. Now, quickly follow me this way. Just through here. Don't let anyone see you in those clothes or we'll be stopped for sure. Okay, Barita, lead the way. Reading bug, look. Barita is running towards a large building, taller than any of the others nearby. And it has a large, rounded roof on top. Oh, where are we going, Barita? That's the Stabian Baths in the center of town. I've been with my mistress many times before. Baths? Yes. In ancient Rome, there were bathhouses like this one in every city. Men and women would gather. The baths were for the rich and poor alike. And Roman Diary, the journal of Iliona, young slave, by Richard Platt, it says it costs just a quadrants, Rome's smallest coin, to enter the bath and soak all afternoon. That's right. It is the center of our community, where people work out, relax, and meet with their neighbors. The bathhouses are dedicated to Minerva, who is the goddess of the baths, as well as the goddess of wisdom. People visit the baths to beg for justice from Minerva. They bring her precious gifts and throw coins into the pools to ask for her blessing. Lauren, reader, people on the streets are beginning to stare. I think we're being noticed. Run faster! Quickly, follow me through this door. But won't we be seen by everyone inside? No, this is the door for slaves, so that we can assist our masters and mistresses, helping them change, bringing them oils and towels. Quickly! Oh, wow! Barita, it's beautiful in here. The ceilings are high and arched and painted with intricate designs. I think I read that those designs are called mosaics, Lauren. The pictures are made from tiny pieces of marble, put together to make the design. 
That's right. Now we need to make our way to the apoditarium, which is where bathers change out of their clothing. We should be able to find a change of clothes for all of us. Oh, great idea, Verita. Quickly, the apoditarium is just this way. Follow me. See? Clothing for everyone. Verita, look! Verita was right! There's clothing everywhere in here. From all the bathers who have changed to use the baths. We have no time to waste. I'm sure we were seen as we raced to the baths, and someone is sure to come looking for us in short order. Quickly, change into these clothes, like me. Reader, look at these clothes. They look like blankets or sheets. Nothing like I'd wear back at home. Although they do look very nice on you, Barita. Both men and women regularly wore tunics in ancient Rome. It's kind of like a simple dress. It fits over your head and is tied around your waist. Ew! I think there's something wrong with this one. It stinks. It looks clean and white, but it's really smelly. What do you mean, smelly? I mean, yuck, smell. Lauren, reader, in modern times, we use bleach and yummy-smelling detergents to make our cloth white. But in ancient Rome, they used the chemicals in pee to bleach fabric white. That's what you're smelling. Pee? You mean like... Yep, pee. Oh, Well, reader, I guess we'll just need to put on these tunics and hold our noses. (laughs) Great job. Hurry. Okay. On top of their tunics, men wore togas like these. It's like a large bedsheet that you drape around your body. And women? Women would wear a stola, like this one. It's pretty much like a dress. Here you go, Lauren. Are you getting dressed too, reader? Great. You'll need to swap out your shoes for these sandals. Nobody wore sneakers in ancient Rome. Excellent! You look just like ancient Romans now. Just a bit more work, and I believe we'll be able to blend in. Thank you for your assistance. Now which way did they go? Oh no! It's Calculus! He's found us! And it's another earthquake! Hold on to something! These tremors are worse than ever today, but they are still quite small, so don't worry. We haven't had a big earthquake in Pompeii for 17 years. 17 years? What year was that, Burita? That was 62 AD. The earthquake toppled the Temple of Jupiter. Reader, what is 62 plus 17? That's right. 62 plus 17 is 79. So it must be 79 AD right now, right? That's right, Reading Bug. Oh, no. Oh, no? Brita, what day is it? Why, it's the 24th day of the month of August, of course. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. Lauren, reader, don't you see? We're in Pompeii on August 24th, 79 AD. That's the day that Mount Vesuvius erupts. That's why we've been feeling the earthquakes. The volcano is about to blow its top and cover everything and everybody in ash and rock. It's a terrible historic tragedy for all of Pompeii. We need to get out of here. Buried? Uh, That's awful. Uh, But Reading Bug, we can't get out of here. We don't have the book bag. And besides, we can't leave Burita and Vindix. We have to warn them and get them out of here too, before it's too late. They're in the apoditarium, you say? Why, thank you. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I've got you now. I'm afraid we may have more pressing problems, Reading Bug. Calculus is heading this way. He's found us. Reader, how are we going to avoid Calculus, 
get out of the bath, find the book bag, rescue Vindix, and warn everyone about the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in time. Can you help us figure out what to do? Great idea, Reading Bug. Reader, I'm going to pause our adventure right here while you think of ways to get us out of this predicament and escape from calculus again. I'll play some music for us to color to. You can draw illustrations of our adventure to share with your friends and family. Don't forget to return for part two. We're really going to need your help. Even though things look bad now, I know we can find a way to help one another and our new friends. Because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thank you for joining me and the Reading Bug on our adventure. We can't wait to see you next time. In the meantime, if you want to read more about ancient Rome and Roman mythology, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bug's book bag at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Scholastic and their exciting new book, The Ichabog, from the author of the Harry Potter series. The Ichabog tells the story of a tiny kingdom of cornucopia and the mysterious legend of a monster living in its marshlands. I cannot wait to read this new fairy tale. Whoa, Reading Bug, I agree. (laughs) I'm so excited to pick up this book now, too. And did you know that it was illustrated by 34 kids? Wow, where are they from? Across the United States and Canada. They provided illustrations based on the chapter they read. Just like the illustrations we draw after every Reading Bug adventure. Yes, and the Ichabog sounds amazing. It's an original fairy tale that will captivate readers of every age. It's fast-paced, funny, and inventive. Telling the story of a fictional kingdom, its rulers, its brave citizens, and the fearsome Ichabog. A monster that lurks out of sight somewhere in the kingdom's marshlands. And hope against all odds. A fearsome monster? Yes, yes, yes! Stories about Ichabog have been passed down through generations in Cornucopia. Some say he breathes fire, spits poison, and roars through the mist. In the story, the myth takes on a life of its own in this thrilling adventure of a tale of two children who embark on a journey to untangle the truth as to where the great monster lies and bring happiness to the kingdom of Cornucopia once more. Sounds like a great story and an extra fun read aloud for the whole family over this holiday season. I'm really excited to recommend the Ichabog to all of our listeners. Thank you to Scholastic for their support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage, and by Bridget Losey and Rob DeCruz. Original music was written by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California. 
and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.